Hello and welcome to another episode of Virtual Legality. I'm your host, Richard Hogue, managing member of the Hogue Law Business Law Firm of Northville, Michigan. And today we have some rather exciting news about Xbox Plus Bethesda, but also some erroneous news that has been reported around the internet. So let's hit both. Today when I woke up and was checking my social media and looking in on Twitter, I saw the following from Games Industry Biz, an outlet discussing the games industry from a business perspective that I very much respect that went out with a tweet that said, U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission has approved Microsoft ZeniMax acquisition. And if you've been in virtual legality for a little while, or even just for the last couple of days, you know that I talked about this issue and can tell you that this is entirely wrong. In their original story, they say Microsoft's $7.5 billion purchase of Bethesda parent ZeniMax Media has been approved by the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission. Now, we'll get to why that's wrong in just a second, and we'll certainly refer you to the video that we did last week. But I said, okay, that's one outlet that's picking up a story a couple of days later. It's a mistake. They'll correct it. It's no big deal. But lo and behold, this went on across the internet. It actually goes to show you a little bit how when something gets picked up in one of these major outlets, it becomes a source of news for these other outlets at the same time. Nothing wrong with that. No need to remake the wheel except when the wheel is fundamentally broken. IGN's tweet, Microsoft's acquisition of ZeniMax, which includes Bethesda, which is what you actually care about if you're following a lot of these video games, has taken two major steps towards completion. What are those steps? Well, the European Commission, which we'll talk about, this is a big deal, and the SEC approved the deal. In the US, the SEC, the country's agency in charge of preventing market manipulation, give or take, we'll let them slide on that one, published a notice of effectiveness, which acts as a declaration that a company registration has been accepted. In this case, it was accepting an S4 registration, which marks a merger or acquisition, which it can, but doesn't in this particular case. Kotaku, regulators approved Microsoft's $7.5 billion acquisition of Bethesda parent company ZeniMax Media. Microsoft's $7.5 billion purchase, et cetera, et cetera, has cleared another set of hurdles, winning approval to proceed from both the European Commission, yes, and U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission, no. And there are article after article of this. I couldn't possibly have found them all. And when you go and look at the links that this actually leads you to, it's this S4 filing from March 4th that we talked about last week in which we said, highlighted, Form S4 is not the merger. Now, there's a couple of reasons for that. As we talked about in that video, I highly recommend you check it out if you are interested in more of a discussion of the substance here. But suffice it to say, the Securities and Exchange Commission doesn't approve deals. It approves the registration of securities, things like stock or promissory notes and other forms of investment in other companies. It says, okay, you've told us you're going to issue these notes. You're going to sell these securities. We acknowledge that we have this information. We're not approving what it is that you're selling, what you're going out there with. The SEC is a disclosure-based body. Worse than that, if you actually click through to this S4 in particular, the prospectus is about a note exchange offer. Here it's listed at $6.25 billion, but they're exchanging notes. People already that hold Microsoft notes are being asked to trade them in for different notes that mature, that get paid off at a later date. Microsoft is doing a refinancing, not with a bank, but with its own investors. Worse than even all of that, if we go and we look at how this deal was described, we see that Microsoft has said that this is an all-cash transaction. Now, it might not be entirely all-cash, but it likely is, as described in their own press release. Under the terms of the agreement, Microsoft will acquire ZeniMax Media for $7.5 billion in cash, 
You know what you don't register with the Securities and Exchange Commission? It's right there in the S. You don't register things that aren't securities. Cash is cash. It's not a security. So we wouldn't even necessarily anticipate seeing a Form S-4 filed for this transaction because none of the ZeniMax owners are getting Microsoft stock. And that includes Vault stock as its subsidiary and everything else. We are talking about something that will be paid out in cash without a securities issuance. Now, could there still be a Form S-4? Yes, there's different ways it could be structured. And that's why I said when I did my video last week that one of the things you should keep in mind is that following securities filings like this is a good idea. If you're interested in getting at these stories early, absolutely check out the Edgar filings for these major companies, but don't get the reporting wrong. The SEC doesn't approve deals. This S4 wouldn't approve the deal even if it related to this deal because it's just saying, hey, we acknowledge that this stock is outstanding. It doesn't relate to that deal. And you know from the stuff that you've reported on that we wouldn't anticipate a securities filing in any event. It's a surprise to me to see the Twitter folks out there where this story actually originated saying, I'll need to get more input from an actual lawyer and then have games industry go out with, well, the notice of effectiveness says the SEC has allowed the deal to progress after a thorough investigation of both companies and the acquisition itself. That's not what the SEC does. And yes, they refer to this other site that claims that, but that's wrong as well. And you hate to see that as somebody that loves video games and obviously loves corporate law and knows these things to see this kind of reporting go out there. I fully expect this will all be corrected in a very short amount of time. That all being said, there is important news today. And I would be remiss to point out areas in which I saw sites that didn't make this mistake. The Verge is one of them and Tom Warren over there that talks about the EU approval but doesn't talk about the SEC because the SEC isn't doing anything related to this. He says the European Union has approved this deal. The European Commission has approved Microsoft's $7.5 billion deal. Microsoft's deal has been approved by the EU without conditions as it does not raise serious doubts as to its compatibility with the common market. In their direct statement, they said the following. The commission concluded that the proposed acquisition would raise no competition concerns given the combined entity's limited market position upstream and the presence of strong downstream competitors in the distribution of video games. The transaction was examined under the normal merger review procedure. So what are they looking for, right? As you know, if you followed Epic versus Apple on this site, these regulators are looking for a reduction in competition as a result of one of these mergers. And most specifically, a reduction in competition that will hit the bottom line, will hit the end user, will hit the consumer. And what the EU is saying here is that upstream, the Microsoft side of things, the bigger combined entity has enough competition amongst those big tech giants, right? You've got your Googles, your Apples, your Microsofts, all these various things. Upstream, we don't have a problem. Downstream, which was where it was more likely to be a problem, if at all, they said that they found enough competitors selling video games that Microsoft taking one off the board in ZeniMax wasn't a sufficient reduction in competition to result in the European Commission, the European Union deciding to take action. You can agree or disagree with their analysis there. I tend to agree. I think ZeniMax is a big fish. You take it off the board, though, you still have a number of big fish, and that doesn't make it anti-competitive just in its doing, just in its execution. Now, the European Union makes this kind of statement. This was, in my opinion, and this is all opinion on these kinds of things, the bigger hurdle 
to this transaction. The United States in general is a little bit more lenient in terms of allowing mergers like this one to go through, especially when we talk about leisure industries like video games. And so I always looked at this and said, well, the European Commission is likely to be the problem if there is going to be any on the regulatory side. I I thought there would be very little chance that this would be stopped on a regulatory basis. But if it were to be stopped, it would be stopped at the European Commission level. So all of these reports and the general thought process that we are much closer to getting this deal done and Microsoft actually having a press release and a conference and announcing that ZeniMax and Bethesda are part of the Xbox family is much closer. All of that is true, which is what makes some of those stories a a little bit questionable is that you say, okay, the United States has approved it through this SEC filing. That's incorrect information. You're unlikely to be burned on it if you're Games Industry Biz or Kotaku or IGN or anyone else because we really are looking at a deal that is likely to be imminent from here. Now, a number of other people asked me the question, hey, Rick, okay, you're saying all this stuff about S4s, and I was trying to put out the fires from these articles on Twitter, just highlighting that they are wrong, not that they are wrong in spirit. You can still say things about the United States without saying that this particular form and the SEC has approved the deal. But I got asked this question in a number of places. This is from Narlick Bread at Twitter. This is completely unrelated, but could it be possible that the USA approved the deal without announcing it? And I say, absolutely. They don't have a public statement requirement, though they sometimes make them, right? And that's what's important to note about this. The European Union and the United States, not the same. The European Union, through their European Commission, makes those kinds of filings, makes those notices, makes statements to the public, when in general, the United States regulators don't do that. The United States process here is not approval so much as a lack of opposition, If you go and you look at the Federal Trade Commission website, which I've just brought up here, describing the pre-merger notification and review process, they say under Hart-Scott-Rodino, the HSR Act, parties to certain large mergers and acquisitions must file pre-merger notification and wait for government review. This is based on the size of the acquisition. The size changes, but it's way, way, way lower as a threshold than $7.5 billion. So Microsoft and ZeniMax would have had to have filed a statement saying, hey, we intend to do this, right? For most transactions requiring a filing, both buyer and seller must file forms and provide data about the industry and their own businesses. Once the filing is complete, the parties must wait 30 days, 15 days in the the case of a cash tender offer or a bankruptcy, or until the agencies grant early termination of the waiting period before they can consummate the deal. So the baseline rule here is you submit your paperwork to the FTC and the DOJ. One of them is reviewing your deal. And if you don't hear from them in 30 days, you're going to be okay. Parties proposing a deal file with both the FTC and DOJ, but only one antitrust agency will review the proposed merger. We don't need to double up on the work at the U.S. government offices. Then you wait. After a preliminary review of the filings, the agency in charge with looking this over can, one, they can terminate the waiting period. Ah, we looked at it and you're fine. You don't need to wait the whole 30 days. Here's a letter saying you can go right now if you want. We can allow the initial waiting period to expire. We just don't hear from them. You don't hear from the FTC. You don't hear from the DOJ. Or you can issue a request for additional information. You're sitting at the FTC. You say, hmm, this is close. $7.5 billion is a lot of money. I think we need to look at this a little bit closer. And you say, okay, thank you for your filing. We're going to ask for more. If the waiting period expires or is terminated, the parties are free to close their deal. Note, on an expiration, you never hear from them again. The timer just runs and that's quote unquote approved. It's kind of the reverse of what you're seeing from the European Commission. It means that you don't necessarily have this big press moment for the United States approving something. Now, you do often see one of the parties to a deal go out with a press release of some kind 
either at the closing, which we would see when this is actually closed, when ZeniMax becomes a part of the Xbox family, or earlier than that, which hints at, hey, we've got a letter from the FTC or the DOJ, they say everything's fine. That tells you that it has been quote unquote approved by the US, even though the US doesn't approve deals, it just fails to oppose them. So if it's an expiring term, you're good. If you get a letter that says you're good, you're good, obviously. If you don't, if you go and you get a second request, the timer continues to run. Typically, once both companies have substantially complied with the second request, which can take its own amount of time, right? The FTC or the DOJ is asking for a bunch more information now. Now they think, hmm, this might be a close question. We're going to ask you a whole number of other things about your industry and about your business. Once you have substantially complied with those, once they have acknowledged that they've gotten the information that they want, the agency has an additional 30 days to review the materials and take action if necessary. The length of time for this phase of review may be extended by agreement between the parties and the government in an effort to resolve any remaining issues without litigation. Generally speaking, we'll get to this in step five, the FTC or the DOJ, if they want to stop this up, they have to sue to stop it up. And generally speaking, the companies involved don't want that to happen. So there's a lot of letter agreements. There's a lot of kind of uh, things that are agreed to that don't necessarily have to comply with this time frame because you just don't want to wind up in federal court because that is, in fact, public. Now, the potential outcomes after they've made this second request, I think it's likely that there was a second request made here. We don't know uh, because we're all just speculating on what those letters are behind closed doors. But the outcomes of a second request are the FTC or the DOJ closes the investigation and just lets the deal go forward. They enter into a negotiated consent agreement with the companies involved. This is where you see those kinds of things that say, okay, it's maybe not a problem for you to buy ZeniMax, except we don't like that these two subsidiaries of ZeniMax are now somehow more problematic than the rest of the assets you're buying. You have to sell those off within some period of time after you buy the company. You saw this a little bit with Fox and Disney, although I think you saw it in Britain, where they had to offload some of their news uh, components because I think it was Britain or maybe it was the European Union that got upset about the amount of news outlets that Disney would own after the Fox deal was uh, consummated. So you do get these kinds of things that say, okay, you can do the deal, but you have to modify the structure after it happens in X, Y, and Z ways. Or they can seek to stop the entire transaction by filing for a preliminary injunction in federal court pending an administrative trial on the merits. Unless the agency takes some action that results in a court order stopping the merger, the parties can close their deal at the end of the waiting period. Unless they file for a court order, the deal can go through at the end of the applicable waiting period. And in many merger investigations, the potential for competitive harm is not a result of the transaction as a whole, but rather occurs only in certain lines of business. Just as I was saying, that's how you get a consent agreement where you have to spin things off and change things and otherwise modify what your deal is going to be. We don't know if any of that has gone on behind the scenes with Microsoft and Bethesda. But given that the European Commission has approved the deal and said it doesn't bother us that much, I think it is in fact likely that the United States is not going to cause a problem for this deal. And in fact, that the time limit might already have run up, which would mean in fact that the U.S. has quote unquote approved the deal and the European Commission has now formally publicly approved the deal at the same time. So all of you people that are excited about ZeniMax joining the Xbox family, get excited. You crossed a major hurdle with the European Commission approval today. It just doesn't make what was reported on at Game Industry Biz or at IGN or at Kotaku any more right just because the U.S. didn't approve anything with an SEC file form that we talked about last week. This has been Virtual Legality for today, a light conversation, but hopefully an informative one. 
If you like this talk, business and law about video games, the industry in general, pop culture, please consider supporting the channel at Patreon, Streamlabs, or by buying a t-shirt or mug at the store below. If none of those appeal to you, just consider subscribing, ringing the bell, leaving a comment for the Google algorithm, and most importantly, telling your friends and apparently anybody that you know at IGN Games Industry Biz, Kotaku, or elsewhere that we are here. You could check out that video. It's not too long from last week, and then you can avoid foot faults like the ones we saw today in the reporting on this particular topic. Otherwise, if you caught this on YouTube, thank you so much for watching. And if you listen to it as a podcast, thank you so much for listening. And hopefully, very, very soon, we'll see Xbox and ZeniMax get together and we'll be able to answer all the questions that everybody has on exclusivity, what the combined entity looks like, how Vault is not going to be the name of it, as far as we know, and everything else. Either way, I'll catch you on the very next episode of Virtual Legality. Virtual Legality is a YouTube video series with audio podcast versions presented as commentary and for education and entertainment purposes only. It does not constitute legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship. If you have legal questions about the topics discussed, please consult your own legal counsel. 